الحمد لله الحمد لله وكفاه الصلاة والسلام على عباده الحمد لله الحمد لله وكفاه الصلاة والسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى أما بعد فأعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم اعدلوا هو أقرب للتقوى وقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم سبعة يظلهم الله في ظله يوم لا ظل إلا ظله إمام عادل وشاب نشأ في عبادة الله عز وجل إلى آخر الحديث أو كما قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم Most respected ulamai kiram, brothers and elders Two weeks ago we had commenced the discussion of the hadith of Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam Allah's Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam mentioned the seven categories of people that will be given the privilege of being in the shade of the Arsh of Allah Ta'ala on the day of Qiyamat and as we discussed two weeks ago that this is no minor thing this is a very very great na'mat and bounty on that day that when others will be some will be even drowning in their perspiration, Allah Ta'ala will grant some fortunate souls this great honor, this great privilege, this great bounty and boon. So it is a very, very great thing. And out of those seven categories we discussed, or we started discussing the first category, Imamun Adilun, a just ruler. So this aspect of justice is what we were discussing this is something which is of very fundamental importance. It is such an important aspect that when there's justice, then the nizam and the system of this world will remain in order. To the extent that even though the ruler might be a kafir, the ruler might be a disbeliever, but if there's justice, the system of this dunya will carry on functioning smoothly and properly. There'll be peace, there'll be tranquility, there'll be security. There will be all the things that we desire in terms of day-to-day life, despite the ruler being a disbeliever in Allah Ta'ala. And if there's a lack of justice, the lack of justice is zulm, oppression, then even though the ruler might be a believer, a mu'min, but the system and the nizam of this entire universe will go in disarray. Everything will go haywire. That is why the ulama state that a government which has justice in it will continue despite kufr. Despite kufr, if there's justice then it will continue, he will get a lease. Obviously in the akhirat a person cannot benefit anything without iman. The ticket to jannat is iman. Without iman there is no benefit in the akhirat. But in this dunya, if there is justice, then that kingship and that rulership will continue. But if there is zulm, then despite iman, despite iman, if there is zulm, then a person, and then that kingship, that state, that government won't be able to continue. It must suddenly come to an end. 
and we are seeing it around the world what's going on throughout the world what is happening is in front of our eyes so zulm cannot last zulm one is the problems that it brings for the person on the day of qiyamah a zulm zulumatun yawm al qiyamah that oppression this is a source of darknesses on the day of qiyamah and a person in total darkness he doesn't know where he's heading so it means that he'll fall into the fire of jahannam but this, apart from the akhirat in this very world zulm brings numerous difficulties for the person and justice if there's iman then even in the akhirat and in this dunya also it brings great good for the person so we find that this is something very very fundamental but this adal and justice has to be in every facet of our life if you look in the life of nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam how he practically demonstrated this and he emphasized it and he taught it and he made people practice upon it hazrat numan bin bashir radhiyallahu ta'ala an says that his father had given him a gift so when his father gave him a gift so his mother said look i'm not going to be happy about this till you make nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam witness upon this gift that you have given my son a gift apparently numan bin bashir radhiyallahu ta'ala his father had more than one wife and he had children from the various wives and he gave this one child a gift so nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam this was brought to him nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam asked the father that did you give all your other children a similar gift the same thing he said no he said well don't make me a witness on oppression i will not become a witness on this this is something which is injustice so he went and he retracted that gift because it was unjust now to this extent nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam taught this justice but on the other side the lesson is that this mother she is seeing her child receiving the gift but she sent something here my child got it the other children didn't get what sense of justice she had whereas person is always unfortunately generally the case always trying to get the favors for themselves and for those that are their own others let them carry on somebody probably this was just an example wallahu alam says that one person is observing that there's two women walking and both were co-wives and the one wife she is carrying the child of her co-wife in her one hand and she got her child walking alongside her the person remarked subhanallah what a thing this is something which is i mean probably among the karamat of this zamana that her child she is making him walk and her co-wife's child that child she is carrying so but somebody felt that you know what there has to be maybe something behind this we need to find out so in any case somehow they found out that you know what this is something which is probably the karamat of the zamana your child you made him walk and the child of your co-wife you were carrying said yes i want to give my child the exercise he'll get stronger <laughs> this child will get well just leave him aside <laughs> So even in that favor opportunity what was a favor which was so to say kindness and compassion in that too there was some matlab and there was trying to advance one's own child over the next 
But here look at the sense of justice. So this is something which is extremely fundamental in the hadith Nabi Salaam says, Innal muqsitina ala manabira min nur that those who conduct themselves with total justice in this world, in all their affairs, on the day of Qiyamah, they will be on pulpits of Noor, in the court of Allah Taala, And this will be due to their justice, that they were just, fi hukmihim, when they passed any decision in something, whatever decision it was. Sometimes that decision is a very, very crucial thing. It might be in a small issue, trivial matter, but it's crucial because it can just be something that borders on injustice to somebody or the other. So in their decisions, in their family members, and whatever they have been vested with some authority in, person's employees, he's an employer, so he has authority over them. A person has authority over somebody or the other in whatever capacity. How does he exercise this authority? Is it exercised with justice? Or is it something that the person just is swayed by his own emotions, is swayed by whatever the, whoever is, so to say, trying to bribe him with something, whatever the case is, then this is a very serious thing on the day of Qiyamah. Hazrat Umar on one occasion, one person came, and he gave testimony over something. So Umar said to him, that I have no idea who you are. I don't know you from anywhere. So how am I going to accept your testimony without knowing what is your character? Who are you? Are you an honest person? So you should bring somebody who would testify about your character. That you are an upright person. So he said, okay, very well. So somebody was there, somebody he brought forward, that person said, look, I know him. So he said, what do you know about him? He said, A'arifuhum bil fadli wal adala. Bil adalati wal fadl. That I know him to be a very just person and a virtuous person. So now he gave this testimony about the person that he is very just. So this aspect of justice is a very deep thing. It's not just on the surface. This is what we are trying to ascertain from this Hadith Sharif. So here this person says, I know him very well. I know he's a just person and he's a very virtuous person. So when he said this, Hazrat Umar asked him that how do you know him? On what account are you giving this evidence about him that he's a just person and he's a virtuous person? That Fahua Jaruk al Adna is he your next door neighbor? Alladhi ta'arifuhu laylahu wa naharahu wa madkhalahu wa makhrajahu that you know him completely because the next door neighbor gets to know everything. So you know him, you know his night, you know his day, you know what time, what's happening in the night, you're overhearing him waking up for tahajjud or you're hearing him coming at all odd times of the night, you don't know where he comes from and what he does. You know what time of the day he's waking up, he's making for Fajr namaz, or he's not there, the neighbor knows everything. His comings and goings, everything you know. The neighbor will know that this person, what is his character at home? The neighbor will come to know. 
that he makes the whole world laugh outside and he makes his wife cry inside, the neighbor will know. And how he, what is his inner person like, his personality, the neighbor comes to know everything. In time, you can't hide it. So therefore, Umar first asked him that, are you his next door neighbor? That you know all these things. So he said, la, no, I'm not his next door neighbor. He said, well, فَمُعَامِلُكَ بِالدِّينَارِ وَالدِّرْهَمْ أَلَّذِي يُسْتَدَلُّ بِهِمَا عَلَى الْوَرَعْ Then has he had any dealings with you? You bought something from him, sold something to him, had some other contracts together, made some investments together maybe, or there were some other deals that you all did together, whatever the case is, some transactions have taken place between you. أَلَّذِي يُسْتَدَلُّ بِهِمَا عَلَى الْوَرَعْ that these transactions and monetary dealings, have you had something like this? By means of which you can judge his piety. On one occasion, one person, Hazrat Umar somebody commented about some person, that he's a very good person. So he said, لَعَلَّكَ رَأَيْتَهُ يُسَلِّي You're making this comment, maybe you saw him performing salah. So he said, yes, I saw him performing salah. He said, that's not good enough to pass a judgment. That, that salah is a sign of his ibadat. But is this sufficient to pass judgment on his taqwa? That will really come out in the dealings. Is he a person who keeps to his word? Is he a person who is just and fair? From his salah he might make tahajjud the whole night, you won't make out that. He might be making tilawat the whole day, but you can't make out whether he is a just and fair person. But in that mu'amalat, in that dealings, there this will come out. What is the person's sense of justice? Is he somebody who will make sure that he doesn't cut corners? If there's a fault in the merchandise, he'll inform the customer. If he bought something and the person gave him extra change, then he'll come and give it back. If it is 10 cents, he'll give it back too. And by mistake, if the person gave him a thousand cents, he'll still come give it back. Otherwise, sometimes if something is fallen on the wayside, if it's one ram, say, no, somebody will come pick it up just now. And if it is somebody's Kruger coin, say, well, Allah Ta'ala send Rosie for me. <laughs> so, whatever it is, he will be fair, he will be just. But where will this come out? This will come out in his dealings. He's somebody that performs salah and also stays away from every haram in his dealings. Otherwise, a person sometimes is very punctual with certain, forget farz and wadib with nawafil, with wazaif. But the person is not concerned about halal and haram in his dealings. There was one person who had some position in some government. And now, unfortunately, the way it carries on in the government circles, etc., if a person is not very, very conscious of deen, and he gets caught up in bribery and corruption. So this person also got caught up in all this. And people used to come and give him bribes and he used to get the work done. But he was very, very punctual on some wazaif of his. So after Fajr, that wazaif used to take him sometimes over an hour, hour and a half. That he won't stop for anything. Now people will start coming after Fajr because they want to get their work done. So now the person will come, he's busy on his musalla, sitting and making his wazifa. So the person will come now, can't disturb him. He's busy with his wazaif now, can't disturb him. So the conversation would take place in signs. 
I go to get the work done. So he'll make the sign, just put the money under the musalla and carry on. <laughs> so the wazifa is not getting interrupted and the bribery is carrying on too. The wazifa too is carrying on and the bribery is carrying on. So this kind of ibadat, this ibadat is not going to save a person. Now the ibadat, the person just sees the person on the musalla and he says, well this person you can give him any amount and doesn't matter, all is fine. Then the next day you hear that he's vanished out of sight. Say, but I saw him in the masjid. So seeing him in the masjid is a good thing, alhamdulillah. But that is not something to make any decisions about whether you should deal with the person in that capacity or not. So Hazrat Umar therefore asked this person, that فَمُعَامِلُكَ بِالْدِّينَارِ وَالْدِرْهَمْ أَلَّذِي بِهِمَا يُسْتَذَلُّ عَلَى الْوَرَعَ This is where that wara and the taqwa comes out. That Imam Abu Hanifa he had bought an entire consignment of cloth and he gave it to the agent to sell it but he told the person beforehand look there is this fault in this make sure you inform every customer so that person sold it after he sold it when everything was sold Imam Abu Hanifa then came to know it's all sold so he asked him just as a double check that you did inform all the customers. He said, Inna lillah, I forgot completely to inform the customers. So Imam Sahib became extremely annoyed at this. I told you very clearly that you must inform every customer. Now where do we find the person? How do we know who bought it and where he is from? He said, now but this entire amount, forget the profit, even the capital, I will not touch one cent of it. Everything must be given away in sadaqah on behalf of those who bought the <laughs> merchandise. Not one cent he kept for himself. Now this is that wara and taqwa. This is that fear of Allah Ta'ala which comes out in the mu'amalat of a person. In one hadith, Nabi Islam says that a person as an example for 70 years he conducts himself with piety. For 70 years he conducts himself with righteousness. Then the time comes at the last stage of his life he now makes some wasiyat. He starts making some bequests and in that bequest he makes some zulm. And as a result, when he passes away, this becomes the seal over his amal, that he did this great sin, that he committed zulm and left. Now he made a bequest for some child, for example. Whereas a bequest for an automatic heir, somebody who automatically inherits, is not permissible. person says, well, this uh, shop of mine, this is now I'm giving it to my son. When I pass away, this is his. Or the mothers sometimes have this that this particular piece of jewelry, when I pass away, this must go to this daughter, and that must go to that daughter. That is not permissible. When a person passes away, whatever the person owns becomes part of the estate. And how that estate will be divided, that has already been predetermined in Shariat. Except one third to the maximum of one third of that estate, a person can make a bequest for non-heirs, those who will not automatically inherit. So somebody who won't inherit automatically up to the maximum of one third, he can make a bequest. The rest of them, this is already predetermined. He can't make any adjustments to it. So now this person committed the zulm at the last portion of his life and he leaves with that as the seal of his amal. So Umar also asked the same thing. Did you have any dealings with this person? He said, no, I didn't have any dealings with him. Okay, very well. 
هل هو رفيقك في السفر الذي يستدل به على مكارم الاخلاق was he your companion on a journey anytime did you travel with him by means of which you can judge a person's character because on a journey and especially the journeys of those days and even nowadays nowadays also if it is a journey overseas for example or a lengthy journey locally then a journey is such a thing that really sometimes puts a person to the test that's where the person's tolerance gets tested what is his level of tolerance a person's sense of justice gets tested that justice is that he will deal for himself in the same way and others the same way also you won't have double standards now just to understand this for example now the person is at a queue now at the airport whatever now he's in a queue and now as he's standing in the queue sometimes the queues just don't move so he's standing and waiting after a while suddenly some person he is pushing his father on a wheelchair and he's coming to the front of the queue so now he observes this and now he's very upset that we also standing here for so long doesn't mean now he's on a wheelchair so now he must just get cross the whole line and I'm also standing here for so long so fine he felt his right was now trampled and Allah forbid on the return journey somehow he's on the wheelchair something happened maybe he got injured on his foot or something and now he is at the back of the queue so he is saying look i am on a wheelchair i should have preferential treatment people should be they should have some kind of compassion and they should be considerate a bit i am injured after all i am on a wheelchair so if i am going cutting the line so what's the big deal about it now when he is on the wheelchair he has a right to be in the front and when somebody else was on the wheelchair then that person was acting inconsiderate now what is the reality now, this is where a person will get tested now so he, when he was on the wheelchair he desired that he be in the front that person also he has his incapacity he has his illness the old person so give him that same privilege let him pass forward at that time a person gets tested to the last bit that is why when a person is going for hajj so he must take one bag of his clothes and one container of sabr because in every step he will require it that is where the person in the hadith nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam was asked nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam said al hajjul mabrur laysa lahu jazaa'un illa al jannah that hajjul mabrur that hajj which is full of virtue then there is no reward for it except jannah so the sahaba inquired that wa ma birruha ya rasulullah what is the virtue of hajj Now imagine such a great ibadat hajj Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam in one hadith says a person who performs hajj in a correct way and returns then raja'aka yawmin waladathu ummu then he returns like the day his mother gave birth to him completely free of every sin such a great ibadat one of the pillars of deen now Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam is saying that hajj which is filled with virtue then his reward is jannat so the sahaba asked what is his virtue what are those amal those special things that will make it virtuous now can we imagine a person goes for hajj then there are certain amal that he can do nowhere else in the world but there 
the tawaf he can do nowhere else but there so that virtue of hajj might be perhaps that he makes excessive nafil tawaf the sa'i he can do nowhere else but there so perhaps the virtue of hajj would be that together with the hajj as many umrah as he can make he can't make umrah anywhere else in the world the virtue of hajj could have been that for every salah he'll perform there in the haram sharif in makkah mukarramah every tilawat ayat of the quran sharif he'll recite he'll get rewarded 100000 times the virtue of hajj would be to make excessive tilawat and indeed all these things are great ibadats and a person goes for hajj for umrah this is what he's supposed to do but what does nabi sallallahu says what is the virtue of hajj if shaus salam wa it'amu at'am wa tibul kalam subhanallah three things which only this can be kalam and nubuwwat nabi sallallahu says you want to know what's the virtue of hajj you want to fill this hajj with good deeds and virtue and gain this hajjul mabrur in three things number one ifshaw salam making salam common making salam to everybody alaman arafta wa man lam ta'rif the one you know the one you don't know all muslims now when a person is going to keep making salam and he'll spread salamati now this is what all the other vices of the heart the person wants to be impatient the person wants to be whatever now he's making salam and passing peace on ifshaw salam wa it'amu at'am feeding people so the subject on his own all these things and the third thing nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam says wa tibul kalam talking in a good tone and a good way good words now this became the great virtue of hajj because this is where the real test comes the person is walking he's standing somewhere in the queue and somebody just bumped him and he forgets all about his hajj he forgets he's in ihram also and he forgets the talbiyah he was reciting just now and he forgets everything else and now all the other unbecoming words are now flowing from his tongue just now he was saying labbaik allahumma labbaik and here now he is busy saying anything and everything so nabi sallallahu says this is it tibul kalam so in safar and on a journey a person gets tested in all this so umar radiyallahu anhu inquired about the same thing that you are saying that you know this person very well have you traveled with him because when you travel with the person then you will get to know what is his worth what is his character how much of patience he has how much of tolerance he has what amount of jazba and enthusiasm he has to suppress his own need for the need of the next person to what extent he will go to take care of the next person because in a journey all kinds of things happen so this person said no i didn't i didn't travel with him any time also so he's saying you are saying that you know him to be a just person you know him to be a virtuous person but neither are you his neighbor you haven't dealt with him you haven't traveled with him in reality you don't know him he said to that person sorry you go bring somebody else and come who knows you he did not accept this person's testimony that he's a just person but what we understand from here is that how fundamental this aspect of justice is that as umar radiyallahu didn't even accept it on the surface that well i see him in the masjid regularly so this person is just no they needed to be that kind of dealings with him that will really prove his justice how important and how fundamental this is
And we find Nabi Sallallahu displaying this in every facet of his life. That famous incident where that woman stole and Nabi Sallallahu gave the judgment her hand must be cut. And the family people came and tried to intercede. Nabi Sallallahu was very upset about this. And he said, Tashfa'u fi haddim min hududillah. Are you trying to intercede with regards to a, a command of Allah Ta'ala? And then Nabi Islam said, Law anna Fatimata binta Muhammadin sarakat, laqata'atu yadaha wa kama qal, that had it been Fatima binta Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam who had stolen, I would have cut her hand also. Who is anybody else? The sense of justice, whether it's mine or somebody else, the same, same standard, no double standards. Sometimes, for the neighbor's child is a different standard. For my child is a different standard. For somebody else does the same thing, it's dealt with differently. If somebody that is close to me did it, it's dealt with differently. That is not something that we should be conducting ourselves in that manner. This aspect of justice is what is required. And this is something which, as we discussed the hadith, when a person conducts himself with justice in all aspects of life, in his private life, in his business life, in aspects of deen, whatever it is, he deals with justice, then inna al-muqsitina ala manabira min noor. And people of justice will be on the pulpits of noor on the day of Qiyamah due to the justice that they practiced in the world. Allah tabarak wa ta'ala give me all of us a tawfiq that we imbibe this aspect of justice in every aspect of our life, deal with justice in our own selves. That these faculties that Allah Ta'ala has blessed us with, the justice that it demands is that we use it correctly. And justice with the creation of Allah Ta'ala wa ta'ala as well. Allah Ta'ala give us tawfiq. Wa akhir da'wana alhamdulillahi rabbil alamin. سيد درو شريف اللهم صل على سيدنا ونبينا وحبيبنا وشفنا عنا وسلمنا اللهم وحبيبنا وعنا لا إله إلا الله محمد رسول الله صلى الله تبارك وتعالى عليه وعلى آله وأصحابه وأصحابه وبارك وسلم تسليما كثيرا كثيرا يا ربي صل وسلم دائما أبدا على حبيبك خير الخلق كلهم جزا الله عنا نبينا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم بما هو أهله لا إله إلا الله 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 
ہر تمنا دل سے رخصت ہو گئی اب تو آ جا اب تو خلوت ہو گئی ہر تمنا دل سے رخصت ہو گئی اب تو آ جا اب تو خلوت ہو گئی مٹا دے اپنی ہستی کو چھوڑ دے ساری بستی کو بستی بستی کہتا جا اللہ 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 اللہ
اللهم لك الحمد كله ولك الشكر كله اللهم لا نحصي ثناء عليك أنت كما أثنيت على نفسك جزا الله عنا نبينا محمدا صلى الله عليه وسلم بما هو أهله ربنا ظلمنا أنفسنا وإن لم تخف لنا وترحمنا لنكونن من الخاسرين لا إله إلا الله الحليم الكريم سبحان الله رب العرش العظيم الحمد لله رب العالمين نسألك موجبات رحمتك وعزائم مغفرتك والغنيمة من كل بر والسلامة من كل إثم اللهم لا تدع لنا ذنبا إلا غفرته ولا هما إلا فرجته ولا دينا إلا قضيته ولا مريضا إلا شفيته ولا حاجة من حوائج الدنيا والآخرة إلا قضيتها ويسرتها يا أرحم الراحمين يا أرحم الراحمين يا أرحم الراحمين يا أكرم الأكرمين يا راحم المساكين يا أرحم الراحمين ولنا أنفسنا وإن لم تغفل لنا وترحمنا لنكونن من الخاسرين اللهم ثبتنا على الإيمان وأمتنا على الإيمان وحشرنا يوم القيامة مع الإيمان يا مقلب القلوب ثبت قلوبنا على دينك يا مصرف القلوب صرف قلوبنا على طاعتك اللهم حبب إلينا الإيمان وزينه في قلوبنا وكره إلينا الكفر والفسوق والعسيان وجعلنا من الراشدين اللهم طهر قلوبنا من النفاق وأعمالنا من الرياء وألسنتنا من الكذب وأعيننا من الخيانة فإنك تعلم خائنة الأعين وما تخفي الصدور ربنا هب لنا من أزواجنا وذرياتنا قرة أعين وجعلنا للمتقين إماما وجعلنا للمتقين إماما وجعلنا للمتقين إماما ربنا فاغفر لنا ذنوبنا وكفر عنا سيئاتنا وتوفنا مع الأبرار ربنا وآتنا ما وعدتنا على رسلك ولا تخزنا يوم القيامة إنك لا تخلف الميعاد إله العالمين يا الله برئ جنهجار برئ خطاكار برئ مجرم إله العالمين يا الله سر سپر تنگناهوں میں ڈوبے ہوئے ہیں إله العالمين يا الله يا الله all your bounties and نعمتس are being showered upon us every moment يا الله إله العالمين يا الله you allowed us to see يا الله يا الله such a great gift you gave us of eyes يا الله يا الله we use these eyes to disobey you يا الله يا الله you granted us the great gift of tongue to speak يا الله يا الله instead of making your ذكر يا الله we used it against your commands يا الله إله العالمين the غيبت has been going out of our tongue يا الله إله العالمين the backbiting the lies the evil talk has been flowing from our tongue يا الله إله العالمين you granted us the gift of يا الله of hearing we're supposed to be using this to ya allah listen to your kalam ya allah ilahul alamin we have used it to listen to all the wrong things ya allah ilahul alamin every other faculty ya allah we have used it against you 
Ya Allah, how will we be able to answer for this on the day of Qiyamah, Ya Allah? Ilahul Alameen, forgive all our sins, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, we are sincerely regretting this, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, we are ashamed of what you have done, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, you are making sincere tawbah today, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, you accept our tawbah, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, forgive all our major and minor sins, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, forgive our ingratitude for your ni'mat, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, as a result of our sins, don't deprive us of your ni'mat, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, we are indeed extremely ashamed, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you accept our tawbah, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, keep us steadfast on this tawbah, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, save us from going back to the haram, Ya Allah. Save us from going back to the sins, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, save us from all the fitna and fasad, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, throughout the world, Ya throughout the world, wherever the Muslims are suffering, Ya Allah, remove their hardships and difficulties, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, we acknowledge this is due to our ill deeds, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, this is as a result of our sins, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, forgive our sins, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, remove the difficulties from the ummah, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, grant the entire ummah the tawfiq of those a'mal that bring down your rahmat, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, save us from those actions that bring down your wrath and azab, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, give us a tawfiq of performing our five times salah with jama'ah, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, grant us a tawfiq of making tilawat every day of our lives, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, give us the sweetness of tilawat, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, give us the sweetness of zikr, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, give us the pleasure of dua, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, give us the sweetness of ibadat, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, grant us, Ya Allah, the tawfiq of Ya Allah, remembering you every moment of our life, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, save us from ghaflat, Ya Allah. Save us from indifference, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, grant us adal in our lives, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, give us this justice in our lives, Ya Allah. Save us from every kind of zulm, Ya Allah. Save us from every level of oppression, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, save us from being raised among the zalimeen on the day of Qiyamah, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, raise us with the adilin, Ya Allah. Raise us with those who are just, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, grant us the tawfiq of Ya Allah, doing all that will please you, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, save us from your displeasure, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you become ours, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you make us yours, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, at the time of our death, take us with the kalima, La ilaha illallah, Muhammadur Rasulullah, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Ya Allah, take us with kamil iman, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, take us on tawbat al-nasuh, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, take us at the time that you are pleased with us and we are pleased with you, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, save us from a bad death, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, save us from a bad death, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, save us from a death in a condition of sin, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, make our qabr's gardens of jannah for us, Ya Allah. Grant us the shafat of Rasulullah, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Ilahul Alameen, give us jannah to for those without any reckoning, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, all those who have passed away from our families, from the entire ummah, Ya Allah, fill their qabr's with nur, Ya Allah. Give them the highest stages in the akhirat, Ya Allah. Make them complete maghfirat, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, grant them jannatul firdaus, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, those of our parents who are living, give them barakat in their lives, Ya Allah. Give them barakat in their health. Ilahul Alameen, enable us to serve them and obey them, Ya Allah. Let us get jannat via service through them, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, those of our parents who have passed away, Ya Allah, make their complete maghfirat, Ya Allah. Fill their qabrs with nur, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, give them the highest stages in the akhirat, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, give them jannatul firdaus without any reckoning. Ya Allah, Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, all those who are sick, give them shifai, kamila, ajila, mustadirra, daima. Ilahul Alameen, all those who are in debts, remove their debts with afiyat, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, those who are without, Ya Allah, halal rizq, Ya Allah, give them halal and tayyib rizq, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, you are the know of the unseen, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you know each one's need, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you know each one's difficulties, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, fulfill each one's needs from your khazanas, Ya Allah. Remove each one's difficulties and hardships, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, fulfill each one's pious aspirations, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, make each one's children obedient to them, Ya Allah. Make each one's children the coolness of their eyes, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, protect the youth of the ummah, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, protect the youth of the ummah from all the fitna and fasad, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, protect the women of the ummah, Ya Allah. Protect the men of the ummah, Ya Allah. 
ilahul alamin ya allah give us a tawfiq of ya allah ya allah serving your deen ya allah ya allah you accept us for the service of your deen ya allah till our last breath you use us for the service of your deen ya allah with ikhlas and afiyat ya allah ya allah accept all the work of deen that is taking place throughout the world ya allah ya allah accept the effort of the masajid ya allah accept the effort of the madaris and makatib ya allah accept the effort of the khanqas ya allah accept the effort of dawat and tablighi ya allah throughout the world wherever the jamaats are making effort accepted ya allah make it a means of hidayah spreading far and wide ya allah ya allah give ikhlas and sincerity to one and all ya allah ilahul alamin ya allah protect the haramain sharifain ya allah ya allah protect all the masajid and madaris ya allah protect the khanqas and the marakiz of deen ya allah ilahul alamin ya allah all those who are plotting against deen ya allah ya allah give them also hidayah ya allah ya allah and prevent them from their plots ya allah and if hidayah is not decreed for them ya allah ya allah make their plots and schemes fall back onto them ya allah ilahul alamin save the ummah from their plots and schemes ya allah ilahul alamin remove the oppression from the muslims ya allah hold back the hands of the oppressed ya allah give the oppressors also hidayah ya allah if hidayah is not decreed for them ya allah wipe them out from the face of this earth ya allah ilahul alamin ya allah all the good that nabi islam asked for ya allah we also begging for all that good ya allah whatever nabi islam sought refuge from ya allah give us refuge as well ya allah allahumma inna nas'aluka min khairi ma sa'alaka minhu nabiyyuka wa habibuka sayyiduna muhammadun sallallahu alayhi wa sallam wa na'udhu bika min sharri ma sta'adaka minhu nabiyyuka wa habibuka sayyiduna muhammadun sallallahu alayhi wa sallam anta almusta'an wa 'alayka albalagh wa la hawla wa la quwwata illa billahi al-'aliyyil 'azim وصلى الله تعالى على خير خلقه سيدنا محمد واله واصحابه اجمعين